Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back for another double episode of Bleach Season 2, Episodes 2 and 3. The Man Who Hates Shinigami, written by Natsuko Takahashi, directed and story by Koji Aratomi. 14 days before Rukia's execution, story and directed by Kazunori Mizuno, and written by Masahiro Okubo. While I think I sound alright, I might sound a little different because I'm suffering from a code because kids suck, and it's fall, and it very quickly went from 90 to 50 within a span of a couple of hours. So there's that. I've been taking a lot of DayQuil. Even had some Robitussin. Good old-fashioned Robitussin. But I mostly blame it on my daughter. She had it before me, so I knew it was coming my way. Should have drank some orange juice. That's on me. That's not what we are here to discuss, though. I liked episode two more so than three, but I thought they both were really strong episodes. I'm liking the direction of season two thus far. It continues to build out the Soul Soul Reaper Society and finding out what the Sarah Tai, what these type of folks really are up to. Before we jump into the recap and review where we listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever else the podcast can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe if you want to send feedback or a shout out, blackercouch at gmail.com. So is it pronounced Ichimaru? I'm going to call him Jen, but that's where we pick up right where we left off with him smiling. And I thought maybe he would be into some type of nefarious plan, but it seems he is. I was on the right track, just not when it came to him recruiting Ichigo. Giando is punished for his unacceptable behavior, drawing blood when when Jin takes out his sword. Yorichi didn't expect the captain to show up. Abort! Abort! Restart! Restart! Giando tries to defend himself like, I lost the battle. I thought I was supposed to open the gate because that's what losers do. But he tells him, no, you don't open the gate. When the gatekeeper fails, they die. Something Ichigo can't allow to happen. So runs to defend him to Yorichi's horror. He's pulling his cock out. Yorichi's nickname is going to be Yo-Yo. Jin recognizes Ichigo, or at least his name, and concludes now that that's out of the bag, I really can't let you pass. Walking away and unleashing the full power of his sword Shinso, which collides with both Ichigo and the giant, likely saving that man's life, something he, Ichigo tasks Inu with rectifying because... He ain't moved since <laughs> they went down. And the gate, of course, is closed. Yo-Yo tells him, we got lucky that the gate closing was the worst of that encounter. The deserted area 
is now surrounded by people who've come to gawk at the Ryokas, which are illegal souls who cause calamity. Right you are, motherfucker! They are also very Soul Reaper prejudiced around here. They really was ready to fight, though, when they thought that they was going to be attacked as intruders. However, an elder man, the eldest, in the district offers them welcome since they saved G. Dombo's life, who is one of them. So they realize he's not part of the Soul Reaper jerk variety. Inu is able to heal the giant's wounds when Chad's friend Shibata shows up. And the next thing I know, he done left the group. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I'm glad though, because he didn't seem to have much of a role the last episode. So giving him something to, uh, to build, even if it's a little bit into his characterization, I thought was good. In, and it connects. The two things, right? It's uh, a possibility that Inu's going to see her brother and it was possible that he was going to see Shibata to see if he made it home to his mom. Of course, he did not. So that's sad. Telling him you don't change when you uh, also show up dead. So if you show up 90 years old, that's that's your permanent state. Which kind of sucks. And that people that aren't related form family units... And since he couldn't find his mama, he's now living with a mom and dad and an older brother, which he introduces Chad to uh, while showing him the house. You're with people that die at the same time that you die or around the same time that you die, which is why Shibata never found his mom because she died earlier. Like it's rare that anyone would actually a link up with someone who died earlier and soul reapers don't seem to facilitate that which i keep saying it is something something a little off about the classism here in the afterlife of all things this boy the older brother whose name i'm not going to try to pronounce there's a couple where i was like nope not even gonna add nicknames He died in 1947. Chad offers to stay with Shibata a little longer until they see Ichigo on top of the roof, trying to peer over the gate. And despite not being able to, Chad's like, that's just the type of person he is. He's a little too stubborn, though. A little too stubborn. Chad doesn't understand his own purpose or how he got his power, but he knew since he was a little boy the same age as Shibata, that he was a little different and since he feels like downloading his issues on a toddler (laughs) they peaky promise to never stop looking for the things that they're searching for chad his purpose this kid his mom before creeping up behind ichigo to tell him he's always behind him why are you gay yorichi tells everyone they need a new plan since the gates now are a no-go due to the titan security so he asked the elder for someone called shiba who changes residences often who seems to be a very formidable figure before we figure out what this person could be or who this person could be 
Ganju crashes the party having been thrown by his bear, Bonnie. Not bear, I'm sorry, boar. He takes a dislike to a dirty soul reaper being in his presence and wants to know why. Something Ichigo only says huh to. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I do like the use of humor in these last two episodes, but particularly in this episode (laughs) with this particular moment. I did LOL as everyone asked his name and intentions after mouthing back and forth with Ichigo. He introduces himself as a professed number of things. The number one being the soul hater in Rukan district. He challenges Ichigo to a fight and despite Yo-Yo telling him to save his strip for more, for more things that are more important than silly rows, the two squabble with Ichigo's sword becoming embedded in the ground. Tamayu used some trickery on me. No one said I had to fight fair. I think that could be very useful. You should ask him to teach you that skill. <laughs> it was good to see though that Ichigo could hold his own in a fist fight. And it was framed very well to show how very quick he was. However, when the clock strikes nine, panic ensues. Load the fuck up. We all go in the same goddamn place. And that's where we left the episode that I gave a 10 out of 10. They didn't explain in the next episode what this was about, but I guess it's just a curfew. Whether it's his self-imposed curfew or a Rukan district curfew i don't know but they definitely was like we got to get the fuck out of here which they do on their boards that was a disaster i'm speechless me too quincy that sums up the waste of time and energy that a whole encounter was he is more concerned about this uh the sheba person that they are meeting realizing yo-yo is tight-lipped about the details and does it often Inu thinks it must be a cat with the pedigree papers or a dalmatian you're so dumb you are really dumb for real this of course is after that encounter and in the morning as they assemble to wait to find shiba quincy's glasses by the way that effect never gets old and i love that every time he pulls them up there's that little clicking sound he surmises shiba will be a samurai chad chimes in with it must be an old wizard type master inu decides drawing will help matters with chad firmly on the side of stop it get some help quincy goes to find ichigo and learns that he doesn't intend to go since he wants to settle his score with Ganju to Quincy's disgust. Though no one is more disgusted than Yo-Yo who bitch slapped him across the room with his cat paws drawing blood because he has forgotten what he is actually here to do to save your friend's life. She's dying. Stop it with your cock. Speaking of my girl, Renji comes to tell Rukia it's less than 14 days into her execution and now you need to be transferred to the 
repentance cell. Our group comes to the edge of a village looking for Sheba. Inu thinks Sheba must want to keep his identity secret, but Yo-Yo tells her it's personal preference and nature. The boys are not impressed, the boys being Quincy and Ichigo, to see the house with arms stretched out holding a pink banner. And even less so when they learn that he changes the motif, even though that should have been a dead giveaway because most men don't put up pink banners. <laughs> Despite neither Ishida or Ichigo not wanting to go near the place, they also don't want to get pimp slapped by the cat. So they go to uh to do what they must and are met by two guards whose names i didn't even try to pronounce both guards instantly become subservient though upon seeing master yorichi when the group is introduced to shiba they are very surprised to learn that such a powerhouse of a persona would be that of a woman who is in, not about helping with difficult problems. Back with Rukia, I will say her name wrong forever. She is sent to the Tower of London, at least the Soul Reaper Society version of it, escorted by some Assassin's Creed looking motherfuckers. They also have a very complicated way of chaining you up or binding you so that she can gaze upon her gallows. They're all think of what you did, but Renji is reluctant to go and decides to give Rukia some hope, saying five people have breached the uh, facilities and one of them is the love of your life. I have not made peace yet. <laughs> I have not made peace. Siblings, my ass. Shiba hears them out and takes the job, especially since it involves Yurahara. So what's her relationship with him? But she doesn't trust these kids and neither would I. And thus sends her kid brother to keep an eye on them. Lo and behold, it's Ganju. Round two. Fight. Even Renji points out later on, I ain't ever seen somebody come so alive at the mention of a name. But he also thinks that Ichigo is dead since Jen confronted him and feels glad that he didn't include that part. When another captain in glasses approaches him with small talk, he isn't trying to hear, so he closed the curtains and got to the point. It's about to go down. I don't know who this is, but I'm going to call him Professor X for right now kind of looks like the younger version though with some glasses on everything happening with rakia's execution feels outside of the norm we find out it's also excessive considering the crime and believes yeah it's a big deal but this type of execution to someone who hasn't even reached the status of a captain this is the machinations of one man and while we didn't hear who that name was we saw Jen smiling in the shadows I'm guilty. I knew there was some type of plot intrigue happening Rakia is a pawn in a much bigger game mayhap against her brother also anyone below the rank of captain 
I think I already said that it doesn't get this type of fate. So why are they pushing so hard? They're trying to hurt him. Why? They got to. The two fools continue to fight until someone breaks Sheba's pipe. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Uh, the rest of the gang are like, damn, you didn't have to break it up like that though. Because she knocked them both back so far they they messed up the house she's talking about you broke the house and he's like i think i now know why she moves a lot <laughs> oh, they didn't want to say nothing to her face though ichigo thought it was a good idea to ask questions the fuck you say to me you little shit but decided it was her world they just lived there she leads them to the huge chimney stack that Ishida had saw earlier and said that there was something covering it and as soon as I saw it I was like that's some kind of catapult she's gonna catapult them into into the Saratai Quincy wanted to ask more questions once again but Ichigo said that's when Sheba announces that she is the best pyrotechnic and rookin land and i'm not quite sure what a pyrotechnic does it, se it seems like something with fire if memory serves correct but um how i'm sure we're gonna find out because it's said to be continued i will say the second episode or the third episode had more humor and it and I I like that balanced against all of the action in the first episode and even the fighting in this one was more of squabbling not even a serious fight so I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10 I really enjoyed myself I can't wait to see what shenanigans we have gotten ourselves into also really love the way in which uh the cat was animated yo-yo <laughs> he seems like a gangster half the time and this one it just felt like he was holding in an inside joke the entire time about the fact that shiva was a woman if you want to send feedback once again backercouch at gmail.com you can leave your comments below my social media will be there like share subscribe until the next time peace Hair grease and black hair magic. <laughs>